last week, the Mavs outsiders knocked it out of the park playing a role of GM. And if you're interested in more knockouts, you're going to get all of that and much more with McGregor versus Poirier 3 at UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is the easy way to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's the McGregor versus Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, Reese. People, 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 what's good? Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. Back with another episode. You know how we do every weekend, baby. Uh, back, kind of. Are you a bit excited, Bibbs? I'm a bit excited after last week. I'm not going to lie. And it's, uh, I will say, I would, things happened that I did not expect to occur. Now I'm curious. I was just referring to our last episode, but anyway, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I was as well. Okay. All right. Statistically been, speaking. Okay. You've been all mysterious and whatnot. I ain't, I ain't, ex- ain't expected to go up like that. It's facts, you know. Uh, bring out the Brinks truck, as I say. But, uh, as always, I am one half of your host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Joined as always by my brother in arms, Mike Bibbins, aka Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter and yes, Black Twitter. Planet. How you doing, Bibbs? <laughs> it's Black People Meet, but I'm all good. Sorry. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I feel great after the the last three episodes. The stats have uh, I've been very surprised. I've been very surprised as well. I thought it was a a bit of a fluke when we were talking about the whole Donnie drama and right. stuff like that. But y'all, y'all, y'all really like us. All right now, uh, and you know, I'm not used to people liking. Well, I'm used to people liking me. That's that's cat. <laughs> but you know, y'all really like us, and I appreciate. You know, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the support y'all show. For last week's episode, uh, part two wasn't even supposed to go up as fast as it did, but y'all ran the numbers up in a day. And we was like, hey, man, we got to drop it immediately. The people waiting, they, they want to see what my team looked like, you know? And they saw what my team looked like, you know? What, you know, what team did you like better, bitch? Quite honestly, the, uh, 
the the winner in all of this, I think, was uh, probably the New York Knicks. If we keep it in a hunt, no, it's good. <laughs> what? <laughs> What, what? Nah, you, finish that, dog. Finish that. Finish that. Where you getting with that? I just kept using them as the example of the team, the other team that we were fighting against because they had money. Okay. Anyway, uh, like I was saying, no, the uh, Sacramento Kings really the best team that came out of that. Yo, 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 what you? They they got Rashawn Holmes, so that was the the big key. We got a hater on the pod, y'all. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> last week, as y'all know, uh, from the numbers, as y'all know, I know y'all know from the numbers, goddamn. But um, we played general manager. Uh, we both took turns, each part of an episode, playing general manager for the Dallas Mavericks, mapping out our offseason, trades, draft if necessary, free agents, who to bring back, who not to bring back. And Bibbs played GM first. I was on the opposite end. Uh accepting and declining offers as far, as far as trades and free agency contracts. When it was my turn to play in, uh, Bibbs played that role as well. We had Grant on. Shout out to Grant at Slingy1. Yeah. At Slingy1, uh, handling the cap information and stuff for us. And after both episodes went out, we let a few days pass and we put out a tweet just asking certain things, you know, uh, certain things such as best roster, between me and Bibbs uh, at the end of our free agency plan. Most exciting new player on the team from the both teams. Uh, most surprising player that we acquired. Worst move that we made. Who we overlooked. Uh, any questions they have for us. So basically what we're going to do this episode, we're going to go over the tweets that we received in response to that tweet. Uh, discuss it a bit here. If we don't get to yours, I'm sorry. We may not discuss everything, but we're going to try to discuss most of it so anything you want to say biz before we get started yeah i do have to address one one particular thing that i noticed when i when i listened back grant, grant was saying grant was talking too much on my episode and what the f- he was he was giving way too much feedback about how he felt about the trades because he was doing a lot of shady shit the league was supposed to be <laughs> impartial <laughs> The league, this is what happened with the CP3 trade to Los Angeles. No, nah, that's not true. The league stepped that's in. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. The league on the team. You can't use that. I can't remember. It was another trade with the day veto. No, no. I can't remember who it was. He though. ain't had to say much during mine because my trades were understood. Yours on the no, other No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta do that too. The uh, the trades for with Dwight Powell and um, with Josh Richardson. We should have been giving them picks to take them trash people. Not the other way around. We only received one second round pick. We shouldn't have received nothing for them. They should have been, we should have been paying them to they take They not them. that trash, bro. Come on. They trash. We just watched White Pal. You reaching. the bag you in reaching. Canada. You reaching. <laughs> you reaching. That's the, reaching. My spot. That's the only things I had to say. Continue. Let's hear what the people had to say. All right. So first person, uh, Big friend of the podcast, Tall Traveler, at Tall Traveler one on Twitter. Uh, best roster, he said. Reese, thank you, appreciate it. Uh, most exciting new player, Norman Powell, who Bibbs acquired. Uh, most surprising player, Dylan Windler, <laughs> who Bibbs acquired. Worst move, Dylan Windler. <laughs> who did we overlook? 
Kawhi. Uh, I'm a dreamer. Leave me alone. We didn't go after people with certain player options. Like we don't expect Kawhi to leave. So right. Like uh, I think I'm very much on record, and I've had to say it way too much on the timeline lately. Kawhi said he wanted to be in LA before he got traded to Toronto. They still traded him to Toronto. He won them a championship, and he still went to LA. He got his best friend traded to LA. His family is in LA. His team almost went to the finals without him. There's absolutely no reason for him to leave LA. At all. People think because Kawhi left Toronto that, oh, he'll just leave if he's if he's not happy. No, that's not right. that's not it. He never wanted to be there in the first place. And even the San Antonio situation, like there were behind the scenes things that were very well known that they absolutely threatened his career. <laughs> so it's not like he just leaves places. This is the place he wants to be. And they've done the things that he's asked them to do. And they're a good team. So they, I, I can't see him leaving. All right. Well, since we uh, mentioned Slingy earlier, our boy Grant, who was on the pod, he uh, gave some feedback since you said he talked too much. Uh, <laughs> he was talking a lot. I listened back to it. I was like, yo, <laughs> what are you talking? Why are you weighing in on his trade? <laughs> 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 oh man, that's fucking hilarious. Especially no. considering he is supposed to be the league. That's funny. I didn't even think about it at the time, but like going back, <laughs> I was like, man, well, hold up. <laughs> he blocking my moves. <laughs> All right. So uh I love you, Grant. <laughs> Grant said best roster, Reese. Uh what was uh, most exciting new player, Nerlens Noel, who I acquired. Uh most surprising player, Nerlens Noel, who I acquired. Uh, that was a slick move. I got. I, I got to hand it to you. Worst move, Dylan Winlock. <laughs> he put it with question marks. <laughs> and he, he said it out loud on the podcast. He did. Oh, oh man. man, I don't even know who Dylan Winlock is. To I, clearly, honest. you didn't know who it was. But I, <laughs> like at first, I was like, "What do you said it on the podcast?" I was like, "Oh, he's making a joke." But now nah, listen it back. Like you, genuinely like, like, I genuinely never heard of the dude. <laughs> It was Dylan Whitler. And oh, the only man. reason I know him is probably because uh, I was doing scouting back then and he was like a bucket in college. Um, oh, God. He was like, he averaged like 20 and 10 in college as like a small forward type. He he was like a weird, weirdly like a great rebounder on top of being a bucket. Well, he ain't getting buckets. Hey, you know what that Dylan Whitler move remind me of? It wasn't a Dylan Windler move. I just added him to the trade. I should have added a first round pick. That was my mistake. When I added a first round pick. Oh God. <laughs> I remember when we were quiet, a quiet Wessel Wundu. I was like, man, why are we trading for this dude? And everybody on the time, I'm like, oh my goodness, we just got Wessel Wundu. Nice young wing player. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> man, fans will will talk about get anybody. happy for anything anybody we if just got like calderon y'all would be like well he's someone who can handle the buck get the fuck out of here man <laughs> uh, grant also said most um player we overlooked the rosen yeah i didn't hear more of those yeah that's that's one i expected as well from people uh, he also said, just to add, love both teams, though, because we improved our creation for others and improved in the front court. Okay. Which I agree with. Uh, I think I took the route of 
deepening the team with role player talent and you took the role of you know trying to get more ball handles as possible around Luca. Yeah. And I think we both accomplished. If those were our goals, we both accomplished those goals. Right. Uh even though your starting lineup kind of crazy. But um, I, I changed it up. I don't know if you saw. I did I, I let me see. Let me go look. like I didn't put love and old love and old in the starting Okay. Line. Yeah. I yeah, put yeah. Ty, I put Daniel Tice. And I was gonna put um Nah, you didn't like change notes. It up. You didn't change it up. I didn't have Daniel Tice starting on the thing, but what I was thing. gonna what I was gonna do was put notes that Drogic and Love, even though they're starting, they're playing less minutes than Olenek and Brunson. But they're starting to stagger their minutes. Like Olenek's playing 30 off the bench type of thing, like six man. So like, hold up. The way you listed the, the bench rotation, right? Is this in order? No, just the top half. Okay, okay. Because I was about to say, why Dylan Wendler... <laughs> <laughs> that's why I meant to like put him last because like putting him so high made the lineup look worse. I still don't like the whole Norman Powell as small forward thing, but I'm gonna let it rock, man. He played small forward. Look, he's listed as a small forward. Look, I had him at the two, but I moved him to small forward. I'm talking about starting him at small forward. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel with like Luca and Drogic because Drogic's like six one, isn't he? Six three, ain't he? Oh, six three, six one, same difference. He's a combo guard, like he plays off ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I know. <clears throat> I think he's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's six three. Probably is six three. Uh, our boy Rolo at Rolo Gonzalez seventy eight on Twitter. Best roster. Uh, Mind of Reese. Wonder who that guy is. Uh, most well, I feel exciting. like this was a victory lap podcast. <laughs> you. That's what this feels like right now. Mostly. <laughs> Most exciting new player, Norman Powell. Uh, most surprising player, Nerlens Noel. Worst move. This is different. Well, actually, it's not different. It's the same fucking move, but he said dumping KP. <laughs> okay, okay. He doesn't Do think to... dumping KP was the right move for right now. Do I need to, to, to elaborate on that? Sure, I would like you to elaborate on it. Cool. I kind of said it on the on the podcast, but you did, but you know, yeah. My my whole thing with like being so desperate to get rid of KP, it's not a basketball move. Like I I think that the talent is there. I don't think KP is a broken player. But I was talking to someone about this yesterday, and um, not on the timeline. But I just don't think mentally KP is a good person to play with Luca. And if Jay Kidd is the same kind of coach he's been historically, he's not going to be good for KP either. I feel like you can tell that KP feels the pressure of playing with Luca. Like when he gets the ball, he's scared to let Luca down. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you don't think it would, you would prefer to attempt to get his trade value up halfway through the season than trade no. him at the deadline? Nope, I want him gone because I, I I need harmony and and no drama going into the season. I just want him out. Shout out and to Jay Blige, no more drama. <laughs> and I do want uh, I do want I do think he can play very well for other teams. And the teams that I picked to trade him to even are teams where I think he would be a good fit. Like I actually emphasized him going to a team that was a good fit over getting the best assets we could get for him. Yeah, I think Cleveland is really nice for him, actually. He's next to a, a big rim-running defensive rebounding center like Jared Allen. He's got two guys there that can score. Uh, Same with, thing uh, with Washington. 
Yeah, same with Washington. And then um, New Orleans playing beside Zion. Like that right. was those were well, the things. Also, I, I just don't at. like I just don't like Luca playing. I mean not Luca, KP playing center. Yeah, that's that's that too, because he's we're playing him where he doesn't belong. It's no, I'm not saying in New Orleans he would probably have to play center. I mean, depends on how they decide to to break it down with him and Zion. Really. And Zion have, isn't the typical center I would like next to KP though. Everybody's gone small. That's the thing. That's true. So like Zion is going to handle most. Like the guys don't really have paint games where they're just going to hook him to death in most situations. Uh, I mean, because uh, Rolo said something interesting. So okay, he said, "Who did we overlook?" And he said, "Any way to get Thaddeus Young?" I'm gonna address this. Uh, okay. I really like Thaddeus Young. Actually, right. uh, he played some center minutes for the most part for Chicago. Uh, I've always liked Thaddeus Young since he was with the 76ers and he got drafted when he got drafted there, but I don't see him leaving Chicago. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's a free agent. That's what I'm checking right now. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's, he's not. a free agent. Yeah, we would have to trade for him. And the way he played for Chicago last year, his value would be a, lit, a bit high. So I don't think they'd really be – I don't see them taking KP – for Thaddeus Young, I don't I think even he's think a, that. Yeah, I think he's a good fit next to Vucevic too. Yeah, he is. I don't even think that would be a really good move for us, uh, or for them, to be honest. So, I don't think there was a way we could go about getting Thaddeus Young without giving up more than we should. Uh, you want to add anything to that? No, I think you covered it. All right. Uh, and he also said when we ask any more questions, any further questions, he said no other splashy moves. Uh, I listed the people that I um had on my list but didn't get to go after. None of them were really splashy moves. Um, I had Spencer Dinwiddie um originally, but before we recorded, I took him off because I figured guys like Will Barton and Art Evan Fournier would be cheaper, and I'd be able to make more moves. I'd have more flexibility giving them money and then spreading it around other places. So I would say if I had another splashy move, it would be Spencer Dinwiddie, but not a DeRozan and Kyle Lowry guy, y'all. Sorry. Shout out to Glenn. Um, and speaking of Will Barton, I did let you get away with finessing him. I realized that. <laughs> and I did it to myself because you actually never said that he was going to be starting. I didn't. But I, I never assumed... said he was going to. I knew what you were talking about, but yeah, I never said he was going to be starting. Yeah, so I assumed it, and then you didn't correct me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, as Will Barton, I played myself. You played yourself, but you get in the bag, so why not? I should have came back and told you. <laughs> I, I rejected the offer. If you bring you get it in the bag, and you get in starter level minutes off fresh off the bench. So, but he going right back into his old situation. No, he not. He getting more minutes than he was in Denver. That's probably true. That's probably true. Just because you the it doesn't matter who starts the game. So right, right, finishes right. the game. Right. He he and Fournier can probably play together in a closing situation. Well, man, closing situation, KPS center. Dorian at power forward. Will Barton at small forward. Evan Fournier at shooting guard. Luke at point. I like that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's not not bad. I mean, you can go offense, defense if you have to. Yep. 
but as far as like getting the buckets, and he's if we had to go defense, I would take Fournier out, put someone else in, like right. uh, Nerlens Noel, move KP, move everybody back down. Um, I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, but no, nah, I didn't. Did you have any splashy moves? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this. I know we did like a little bit of coverage on the last episode. I did have Holmes on my list. Yeah, he was gonna be the guy I went after if you rejected Powell. Um. I think the rest of mine were very like not small time but like I didn't go after a lot of heavy hitter types uh, Lowry um, I feel like he probably has better options and I didn't want to spend all my money in one place same with DeRozan so yeah there wasn't there wasn't a lot I didn't want to go after any restricted free agents at all same. so so outside of that, it was like Norman Powell was the best guy on the market as far as I was concerned. Uh, very last one is from uh, Jay Montelli, boy Jose. Shout out to him. Uh, best roster, Mind of Reese. Most exciting new player, Nerlens Noel. Most surprising player, Daniel Tice. Uh, and worst move was the KP love swap. I think everybody... It like that trade. <laughs> That's why it wasn't on my list. I had, to dig it. I had to dig it out of the archives. Yeah, you had to dig down for that one. Like just oh, cause, fuck. Just because I wanted KP. That's literally what I said. Actually, he told both of them. I need something else. Uh, yeah, but that was a really fun episode. Um, looking back on it, because I'm pretty sure we both listened. You know, we both thought about the moves that we made. Looking back on it, is there? any move you wish you would have done differently? So I think I already touched on with the love trade. I probably would have got a first round pick from Cleveland mm-hmm. to make it a little bit sexier. Um, but again, the idea is getting rid of KP. It wasn't about the basketball at all. I can work with role players and Luca. Um, <clears throat> as far as the contract situation, uh, and this is another thing that Grant stepped in on. <laughs> uh, I probably would have given Olenek the bigger contract or not even given him the bigger contract. I probably wouldn't have given Dragic as big a contract as I did in hindsight. Uh, I don't think we would have had to pay extra to get him in there. I don't either. How and much did you pay him? I think I, I gave him 10 mil a year. And now there, there is a situation where I can see him getting that much, but I don't think I should have offered him that. No, that I think that's fair, actually. Yeah, but I mean, just the way I did it, I don't think was as smart as it could have been. I could have made, I could have found a way to spend my money. Like I spent my money just because I could versus spending it. Because I only had three roster spots initially. Right. And I needed to get to the cap so I used him to get to the cap and then I gave the MLE to Olenek and then I signed a minimum guy um for me I would say something I look back on and I would have done different is I was so focused on deepening the team with talent that even though I got Fournier and Barton who are reliable they're not, you don't look at them as, oh, they're ball handlers who can just go get their, they're shot creators who can just go get their own bucket. Right. Are they capable of it? Yes, but they're not known for that. So I didn't necessarily go out and get a guy like that. 
Uh, if I could have, it would have been a Goran Dragic, uh, just so I could do it cheap and still stick to my plan. Would you um, have switched one of them out with Dragic? Like, you yes, got yeah, one yeah, of yeah. them and got Dragic instead? I, I would have switched one of them out with Dragic. Gotcha. Uh, if I had to choose, it would have been Fournier, mm-hmm. most likely. Damn. Did you hear that? A little bit. Fireworks going stupid. All right, sorry, people. It's Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> you know how? Never mind. Almost, <laughs> almost got me. Almost got me. Um, yeah, I probably would have switched out Fournier for Dragic. Okay. Um, or I would have stuck to if Dragic probably would have been a backup plan. I probably would have gone after a Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm. Uh, okay, I did yeah, same idea. Yeah, I didn't really consider Norman Powell like you did, even though that was a good uh. A good idea. I don't. I just feel like it didn't cross my mind for some reason. Uh, plus, I feel like he's probably going back to Portland, considering okay. what they gave up for him. Uh, but yeah, I definitely feel like I could have done a better job at getting another solidified shot creator, uh, not someone who's capable of doing it, but someone who right. you know for a fact can do it. Because we saw how that played out for us. <laughs> nah, because none of those dudes are capable. That's different. Yeah. I mean, but the, the the talk was that Richardson was uh, a facilitator yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's ass. Yeah, I think the only other thing I would say is that I didn't, I didn't do a deep enough dive on Biggs mm-hmm. as I should have, and with my the way I like to design a team, the like. I don't know why I ended up like when I look at my list of bigs that I had here, besides Olinick, because I don't, I mean, I'm looking at him as a scorer. When I look at like defensive minded bigs, the only guys I had listed were Tice, Harry Giles. Like that, that was the, the where my list started. Cause I was looking at minimum guys, but like I, if, if I didn't spend as much money as I did on Dragic, or if I had decided to go the, hey, maybe I can get rid of Dwight Powell route or something. I would have gone after uh, a more, a better defensive big. Um, and I don't even know if I even remember looking at Noel on my list of free agents to like try to make money for, uh, to make room for him if I, if he was out there. Because uh, with Carlisle gone, there is a potential mm-hmm. that he could be a, a guy we could target. Maybe. Absolutely. I don't know if Cuban killed the relationship. Another guy I didn't really consider. Uh, I didn't consider him because I got PJ Tucker, but Jay Crowder. Is, is he not a free agent? No, no, no. Actually, no. He's not a free agent. He has two years. He has yeah. two years. I'm tripping. Uh, another thing I feel like I, I, I kind of went too deep because I went inside, you know, PJ Tucker, DeMarcus Cousins. Right. Still got Brunson off the bench, got Will Barton off the bench. Um, who else did I say? Didn't I? Did I go get Nick Batum? You tried. I think I vetoed it. I tried. It was one last guy that I got. Who was I had it? the rosters up and out. I just had it, but I closed it out. Uh, who was it? I got it. It was. Uh, no. No, you didn't. No, 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 else. no, no, no. Yeah. So I had Barton off the bench, Brunson, PJ Tucker, Cousins. And uh, Maxie is going to be getting minutes. I didn't leave enough minutes for the young guys that I went to right. get minutes next season, like Terry, Josh Green, possibly Tyler Bay. 
Uh, that's a mistake that I wish I could go back and change. But I was so focused on... Spent your money. Yeah, <laughs> spent my money. Uh, I probably could have <clears throat> given more to better players. Yeah, because that's what I thought you were going to do when you when you cleared that cap space. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, he got the cap space. Let's see if he goes after a bigger fish. Yeah, I could have done that. In that case, I could have... Well, I don't know if I would have done a DeRozan just because of, you know... I would, let me let me say this. Let me address this because I think okay. people on Twitter think I don't want DeRozan on the team. Okay. That's not the case. If DeMar DeRozan could become a Maverick, I would like it, but not if we only have $34 million in cap space. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't want him to be the only... I don't want him to take up 80% of the cap that we have for this offseason. Gotcha. If we were to be in a situation like how I freed up $45 million, if we were to be in a situation like that and we were to give him 25 to 28, cool. I would be okay with that because then we could go spend the rest on some good free agents to round out the bench. Right. But uh, I'm not against him being on the team. I'm just against us giving him 80% of our cap when he's 32 years old, 31. Yeah. He's gonna. He's not going to come cheap. DeMar DeRozan is very good right now. Dare say he's in his prime. So that's just my take on that. Okay. Uh, you know, the DeMar DeRozan talk is always <coughs> over the timeline. But uh, yeah, that's going to get deeper into it. Huh? You, <laughs> I no, thought you were going to get deeper into the analytical stuff. Absolutely not. You know I'm not that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, um, I was getting annoyed by that conversation. The DeRozan conversation? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I don't partake in it anymore. I just that's my last time addressing it, just you know, so people understand my stance on it. Gotcha. No, um, I agree. I'm in the same kind of boat. Like, I've been t- you know, tweeting, go get me that DeRozan, all that good stuff. But like, if it comes down to signing DeRozan, is it? No, nah, we can probably get more creative than that. And I feel the exact same way about Kyle Lowry. Exactly. That's why I didn't go after either one. And Kyle Lowry's older. Kyle Lowry's 35. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Lowry is not Chris Paul. (laughs) And we are not the Phoenix Suns. Like, if we had more of the things, if all more of the pieces were in place and, like, we just needed that one guy that with the veteran experience to help close games, then, yeah, I'm all in on Kyle Lowry, but we got some other problems. Absolutely. We got a long way to go, so... Spending twenty five million on a thirty five year old Kyle Lowry for whoever knows how long, when possibly next season we could get Zach Levine. I'd rather not. No comment on that either. Hey, I'm just putting it out in the atmosphere. <laughs> but uh, I think that's really it. I mean, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, like I said, those were the things I would have done differently. Uh, but I think both of our rosters still turned out pretty decently. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, the only other thing I'll add as far as like my situation was <clears throat> I didn't consider that roster like a final product. Right. Um, and I don't think yours is either if you look at it. No. I think the goal, you, you make the roster better, but we also put ourselves in a position to make other moves later. Yeah, that was my goal. My goal was to sign really good role players who have value. They come over here and they play. If uh superstar or star is unhappy 
we could use those assets to go trade right. for that guy because we don't really have many draft pick assets to give someone. Right. So if we were to trade someone, oh, hey, we got Evan Fournier, Will Barton, DeMarcus Cousins to give you. Hey, we got Evan Fournier, Will Barton, and Erlens Noel to give you. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. uh, yeah, that was my goal, doing that while still getting better and competing in the process. Exactly. And that's why I doubled up on Love and Olenek. You know, Love starts who's been in a contender once them. Or even even just a little bit. If a contender thinks he can put him over the top, perfect. Um, and we can get a young guy in, in back or something. Uh, or if, uh, like you said, like, let's say the Bulls do want to trade Zach Levine. Maybe they w- would take Norman Powell. That type of stuff. So, and Jalen Brunson, it becomes tradable because we have Dragic there. That type of stuff. Right. So... Yeah, that was uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I almost wanted to do it again <laughs> to see what we if we could come up with something different. But yeah, um, I think that we could figure something out for the future. But yeah, we'll we'll come up with some more stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for the Mavs talk. Uh, yeah, I think we, we, we want to quickly that. get into how you felt about Loki. Did you catch up? Yeah, we can do that. Um, <clears throat> we don't have any, first of uh, all. First of all, people listening, <laughs> spoilers for Loki are coming. If you have not seen Loki, stop listening right now. All right, go. <laughs> Was that long enough of a spoiler alert? All right. Yes, yeah, so I did catch up yesterday. I watched all four episodes that have been released. Um, I like that they made sure they were clear about where we're picking up. Um, the storyline so far, I'm curious where they're going with, with where we're at now. Mm -hmm. Um, I am entertained. I will say that Uh, I like the cast. They got my girl, Gugu and Batha and they got Wumi Musaka or Masaku. Um, two of my favorite actresses out right now. Like if I see them in something, I know it's gonna be good. And uh I enjoy the the female. And this is spoiler spoiler. If y'all ain't clicked off yet, get out of here. But I'm enjoying the female Loki as well. Same. Uh Right now, for me, it's the weakest of the three. If I just have to be honest, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people think it's the best of the three. I've seen I, that. I, I, the first episode was okay. The second one was better. The third one was just flat for me. Like I did not care. And this last one was incredible, actually. Uh, yeah. This last one was not only the best of the series, but it's one of the best out of the three series. Mm, it was it the twists I was not expecting. Right. Uh, some people were, but I wasn't. Really. Personally, uh, some people have said that the uh, the timekeepers are probably fake. Uh, See, I didn't. I did not expect that at all. Um, and so when they like got to him so quick, I was like, how, how is this about to go? Right. So the fact that, yeah, the fact that we find out that they, they, this is a set of, like, who's controlling it is the question. 
Um, I have theories. Everyone has theories. The, the main theory is a, a character named Kang the Conqueror. I've seen that one. Because uh, in the comics, he's also um, uh, he's partnered with Ravona in the comics. Okay. So, so that will make a lot of sense. They've already cast him in the MCU, my boy uh, yep. Jonathan Majors. And yep. from Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, which Woman Musaka is in it also. Absolutely. I've heard about that. I've never, uh, Lovecraft Country will not be returning, though. That sucks. I've heard it. The first, the way the first season ended, it really is a complete story, in my opinion. I've never watched it, so I'm not. I'm not aware. I'm not sure. Let me make sure I'm saying this woman name right. Yeah, one me Mosaku. All right, we good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When they first of all, Owen Wilson has been incredible in this series. Like he's carrying, he's carrying this show. It's no coincidence that the one episode he was not on was trash. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. Uh, when they pruned him, my jaw dropped. I was like, bro, they didn't just Yeah, that. that pissed me off. But when they pruned Loki, I said, okay, these people can't die right. when they're pruned. It, it so, can't happen. Something else is happening. And when that happened, I said, I bet there's an after credit scene because they did the same way with Captain America and with a soldier and, uh, and WandaVision. Once right. you get to the halfway point or close to the end, they start giving after credit scenes. So... Right. Obviously, we got the after credit scene with this one, and we got the four Lokis. So, pretty sure uh, that was dope. That was dope. Richard E. Grant plays one of them. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mobius got sent to a place where there's variants of him. So, who knows? Uh, this is actually the first time I've been excited for the next episode. So, right. Um, and again, I, I I intentionally saved so that I had a few to watch just in case it was a situation where like the first couple were like, eh. Right. So um, yeah, I'm glad I waited the right amount of time. You did. You did. You waited for the right episode to come out to to binge it. So uh, yeah, glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it next week when episode five comes out. Is there uh at least then we can both talk about it. You know, we've both just seen it. I wasn't caught up before you or anything like that. Right. So, um, yeah, that's really it, man. I haven't. I'm going to see Black Widow on Thursday. Okay, I am too. So, uh, well, my we sister. Talk about. We can talk about that. Uh, the week after, that, I'm gonna have a lot to talk about. The week after that, I'm going to see Space Jam, I believe. I don't know if I'm gonna see Space Jam. Yeah, I'm gonna see Space Jam. Let's see. It's, I'm regretting it, real. but I'm, I'm from what I've been seeing, the clips. Yeah, I'm wondering if they even play basketball. Uh, probably five minutes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think that's it. Uh, I'm gonna close us out. Thank y'all for watching the last episode where we played GM again. We greatly appreciate it. You helped us a lot. Uh, hope you continue to support us whether it's this episode the next one next one after that we're going to keep dishing out creative content for y'all during the off season to keep y'all engaged while there's no Mavs basketball but until then signing off for recent bibs we will highlight y'all next week peace I'm sorry what
Middle. Is that Slovenia? It is. This motherfucker showing off, man. Cut this. <laughs> I gotta work some Slovenia into the into the pod, my bad. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. 